Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. We're taking a brief intermission from the amazing conversations we've been having this season with clients and colleagues and all around game changers, women who have faced their own and others fears and doubts, had a vision for what was possible for them in their lives and courageously went after their dreams. Isn't it been amazing? Have you been listening this season? Because I have just been in awe of the conversations and the stories that I've heard. And based on those conversations, I thought today's topic was rather appropriate to kind of drop in here. And what I want to talk about is believing in what's possible, right? Now, what do you believe is possible for your life? How do you know something is possible for you? I recently was coaching a client about this and she pushed back rather hardly (laughs) when I asked the question. And, you know, she said, I don't believe in just believing without knowing how it's going to happen. That's that's crazy. It's like jumping off of a cliff. I'm not going to do anything unless I know exactly how I'm going to do it and how it's going to get done and know that something's going to be on the other side of it. But as we were going through the coaching conversation, when I asked her how she went from a degree in linguistics to a career in finance, she was like, oh, (laughs) and she had to admit to herself, it's because she believed it was possible. But what often happens is initially she fought me on this. She fought against the idea and accused me of suggesting something ridiculous as a pathway to finding your career, believing something's possible, because she was struggling with doubt and fear and confusion. And that can blind us to the realities of seeing what can actually happen. Now, I was able to see through that rather quickly because I recognized what was going on. You see, the reason we struggle with believing what's possible and not knowing the how along the way is because of fear. But more specifically, I think the culprit is that many of us suffer from having a victim mentality. And what I mean by that is that we don't want to take responsibility for our actions or more importantly, the outcome of what will happen if we make a choice or go after something, right? Because if we want something, what if it doesn't work? Who do we blame? And if we're to blame, what does that say about ourselves, our intelligence, our strengths, our abilities? Now, many women I know are stuck into the victim mentality and don't even realize it. And when I bring this up with my clients, similarly like I did today, they get a little pissed at me and say, I'm not a victim. But listen, most of us don't choose to consciously have a victim mentality. I know I didn't. But for years, to be honest with you, I did. And of course, I didn't know it. I thought of myself, as many of my clients do, as strong, capable, powerful, somebody who would never succumb or have a victim mentality. 
But the thing that's dangerous about having a victim mentality is that you feel justified in the feelings or actions, right? It's hard to see how you can take responsibility for what's going on. After all, look what they did. So you blame situations, you blame circumstances. People tell you things and you're like, that's ridiculous or that's crazy or that's impossible. But what's really underneath it, as I said, is usually fear or worthiness issues. Like I'm not worthy, I'm not capable, or I don't deserve it, right? But because we don't like those feelings, we don't want to look at those feelings, we don't want to deal with those feelings, it's easier for us to jump into blame, to say it's because of you or you're wrong. But we don't see it as blame. We see it as justification or just an explanation for why it's someone else's fault, right? It's somebody else's fault that the program that you signed up for didn't work and you didn't get the results that you wanted. Or it's someone else's fault that you didn't get that promotion you wanted. Because if you didn't have that nightmarish boss that wasn't after you or out to get you or undermining you or not supporting you or giving you the support that you need, you would you would have received it. Or it's because of those crazy people not understanding your resume or understanding what you have to bring to the table that they didn't hire you or somebody is was too too um, over uh, impressed or they were under impressed or whatever the case is or intimidated by what you had on your resume. So that's why they didn't hire you, right? But giving other people or circumstances all of the power and responsibility for how you're feeling or what happened or didn't happen, or why you can't figure out something, or why you can't achieve the thing that you're going after, is victim mentality. And what it does is that it keeps you from seeing what's possible for you in your career life. And it keeps you stuck and trapped in your current situation, feeling as if you have absolutely no way out. Now, if you're feeling a bit defensive right now, (laughs) like you're saying, she don't know me, she doesn't know my life, or my situation is very different from what she's saying, if you felt like you needed to defend yourself or try to explain your situation or say, that's not really you, then my sister, you actually may be experiencing victim to victim mentality right now. And victim mentality is ripe for defensiveness because our brain is trying to cover up or hide the fact that you're feeling some fear or angst. It's what makes it so hard to believe we can do something even when we don't know the how yet, or to put ourselves out there and go after what we want when we don't know what's on the other side of that action. It's also why we may struggle a bit with when our coach tries to give us advice or tell us something that could help us and we don't want to hear it. A lot of the victim mentality has its roots really in our past and it's learned. It's it's really become a protective mechanism against any potential pain or harm that we may potentially experience, right? It reminds me a lot of that movie, The Glass. Now, this may be an extreme example, but if you've seen the movie Glass with Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis, it has Sam Jackson's character has a rare condition where he breaks every bone in his body all the time. Even if he trips and fall, um, he breaks everything. And it's been so much so that um, his friends tease him and call him Mr. Glass. And he escaped as he got older into the world of comic books and villains and superheroes. And he became quite wealthy because he couldn't play. He had to study. And he was extremely intelligent. And so in the world of comic books, he had this idea that if I'm so broken, there has to be someone who's the counterpart to me. So he started arranging all these massive accidents and catastrophes to see who would not break 
right? Who would go unharmed. And once he found the person, he told them that I knew there had to be a reason that I was suffering so much and that I was broken so much because there had to be a counterpart. Just like in the comics, there had to be a villain to a superhero. Now, I know that's extreme, but basically he was just justifying his behavior in his state of being a victim, the hurt and pain that he experienced in the teasing growing up and not being able to feel normal was something he couldn't deal with. And so as a victim, he justified all of that horrible behavior because there had to be somebody else out there. Now, again, extreme point, but you see what I'm saying. The way out, though, of victim mentality and clearing the path to really get what you want, like so many of the women I interviewed this season, is by embracing two very important things imperfection and vulnerability. And when I think about the conversations I had on the podcast this season, Brene Brown's work really comes to mind, particularly her work, her career, her life work around vulnerability and courage. By the way, I highly recommend you reading the book, The Gift of Imperfection and Daring Greatly. In fact, I really recommend you read all of Brene Brene Brown's books. They're absolutely amazing. In fact, I just reread the book, The Gift of Imperfection, which is amazing. It's a great book that will help you tap into your humanity and save you from the need to be perfect and to be right all the time. The key is we have to stop trying to resist our feelings of fear and worthiness or worthlessness and shame, because these experiences are simply part of the human condition. And when we can experience them, feel them, lean into them and live through them. On the other side, we find courage and courage is what fuels us to go after what's impossible, right? And to see the possibility for our lives. In our efforts to avoid the feelings of shame, it causes us to blame, to blame others, to blame circumstances. Instead, it prevents us from daring greatly and achieving great things. As Brene puts it, blame is simply the discharging of pain and discomfort, meaning instead of feeling the pain and discomfort, owning it, working through it, taking responsibility for it, we'd rather attack people in circumstances or worse, just hide and try to avoid the situation, staying stuck and unable to move forward. For me, my victim mentality would cause me to blame others, but also I started learning how to do really good at blaming myself. This happened really particular. I remember a period when I was going through in my thirties, going through my divorce. Now, if only I was better prepared, you know, if I made better decisions, said no, spoke up, defended myself on and on and on. So many things happened around that time that I started really thinking that it was me, right? That I wouldn't be in that situation. I'd have more, I have a different experience. It was really challenging to sit through my own discomfort and pain. But being the victim of yourself is no better than being the quote unquote victim of somebody else. It still keeps you stuck, trapped and prevents you from moving forward. And what's worse is you start making it mean something definitive about yourself. You start saying things like, see, I knew I wasn't ready for that promotion. I knew I shouldn't have applied for that job. I should have never quit my job or I should have never started my business or I should have stayed in that relationship or let there, whatever it is, like what's wrong with me? Like, why couldn't I get myself together? And because we don't want to face that or think that, then we try to avoid and make it somebody else's fault. But just avoiding it doesn't make it better and doesn't get us what we want, 
right? And we have to not make, just because we're feeling a certain way, we can't make it mean something about who we are. We are worthy, valuable, and amazing in terms of who we are. We're just experiencing some feelings that don't feel as comfortable right now. We just need to experience them. That's the part of the vulnerability that Brene talks about. Now, if any of this sounds familiar, it only means that you too have a pattern of thinking that causes you to identify yourself as a victim. But vulnerability and the gift of imperfection, on the other hand, can actually be the very thing that sets you free. It's as simple as knowing you are worthy. You are deserving. You're not perfect. And you know what? That's fine. And hey, sometimes you make mistakes and shit happens. Accepting all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and not letting it stop us from going after what we want. We can experience the feeling and still move to the other side. So I would love for you to take some time and answer some really critical questions. Like, where am I unwilling to feel my emotions, to feel the pain or vulnerability? Where am I avoiding it? What dreams aren't I pursuing because I think I can't or because I think something's stopping me? Who am I blaming for how I feel? When I feel anger, who am I blaming? When I feel sadness, who am I blaming? Am I blaming myself or am I blaming others? And then I would love for you to challenge yourself and ask when you're feeling defensive or justified blaming other people, ask yourself, am I being vulnerable and open and willing to feel whatever comes up, knowing that when the emotion comes up, I can feel it, I can deal with it, I can move past it. I can identify the thoughts that are going in my mind that may be causing it. And I could take 100% responsibility for my piece of whatever's happening to me. I don't have to give over my power. I can feel vulnerable and I can still be in control and that's okay. If we would stop trying to hide from from our emotion, from fear or feelings of unworthiness and stop blaming others, we'll no longer have to feel like we're the victim. That's the gift of imperfection. It's the magic of vulnerability. It's also the pathway to not only seeing what's possible for ourselves and our lives and careers, but going out there and actually getting it, having the courage we need to see the impossible and to believe what's possible for our lives. Now, if you don't believe it yet, listen back over the Career Rebel conversations that I had this season. I think you'll learn to believe. I think you'll see something that may enlighten you and encourage you to dream and see beyond what's right now. And when you start to feel the fear and doubt that is possible, just open yourself up to the possibility that maybe you don't see it or maybe you don't know how it's going to happen, but that it absolutely can for you. That's it, Rebels. Until next time, have an amazingly rebellious and vulnerable week. See you soon. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.carolparkerwalsh.com forward slash career dash rebel 
academy. I can't wait to see you there. <laughs>